Welcome to the High Adventure Scouting Podcast. This is the source for all things high adventure for scouts, scouters, and anyone else interested in promoting high adventure trips for our youth. You can find all kinds of great high adventure options for your scouts at highadventurescouting.com. We are constantly updating the list of cool trips, and we want your input on your best trip. Welcome, High Adventure Enthusiasts. We are excited, as always, to highlight a High Adventure base on this edition of the High Adventure Scouting Podcast. Today, we are joined by Rory Fensel. He's the Council Program Director and the Reservation Director at the uh, Makajuan High Adventure Base in Wisconsin, operated by the Northeast Illinois Council. Rory, thanks for joining us today on the High Adventure Scouting Podcast. It's great to be here. Well, the, as I tell everybody at the beginning of this podcast uh, or any of the podcasts, the purpose uh, is to give the listeners a little more information about your program offerings. And I'm sure many outside your regional area don't know much about your program. So give me a, a just an overview of a, the High Adventure program in your council, and we'll just kind of drill down from there. Yeah, so Makajwan High Adventure Base has been uh, in continuous operations since 1976, where we started off on offering some basic backpacking trips up to the Porcupine Mountains and long, uh, kind of week-long canoe trips. Most of our, our high adventure treks are in the four to seven day range, so that it kind of ties in nicely with the troops in-camp presence, because we're partnered up with our uh, Pacajuan Scout Reservations overnight camps in East and West Camp. So we, we have a lot of units that'll bring up a, a whole bunch of scouts for their overnight camp during the summer, and then they'll have some scouts that pull off and go on a high adventure trek. So they get uh, to have their older scouts there for a little while. They get to have their, their younger scouts going through the normal scout program as well. So it's it kind of ties in really nicely, and we go as far away as the Boundary Waters or Pictured Rocks and kind of everywhere in between, um, all over the Northwoods. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Well, that, you, you answered one of my questions I usually ask is uh, if there's, you know, uh, connected programs where there's high adventure and then there's, you know, regular camp programs for the younger scouts. So uh, you've, <laughs> you kind of kind of answered that uh, initially because I'm always yeah. curious about that. Yeah. And so. a few years ago, we actually started up a new program that's much more focused on kind of day trips or in-camp high adventure called the Corps de Bois, which is uh, French for the wood runners. And that way, uh, you're, if a unit has kind of some older scouts that they still need to have in camp as kind of their unit leadership, uh, their youth leadership, they can still have those older, older scouts up at camp who get to have a new experience that they don't get typically, um, but they get to go out on a day, spend a half day climbing, spend a half day out on the river, spend a whole day on the river, but then they're still able to come back and have breakfast and dinner with the troop. Oh, that's cool. <clears throat> that's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's a couple years old and we've had a lot of interest in it. It's really, it's a lot of fun. Well, that's, that, that kind of leads me to the next curious question is, you know, you talked about kind of these, these day trip options and I'm not going to try to pronounce that. Uh, again, I'll let you pronounce the French. Uh, I don't know French. Um, and I'm not very good at it. So, but, uh, give me a rundown on the different options that, that you know, in addition to the, this day trip option that I can't pronounce, uh, the uh, different options that, uh, uh, crews or troops uh, will come up and and be a part of yeah so our our i mentioned a little bit ago but the the core trips are our 
canoeing on the turtle flambeau flowage, which is a great spot. There's a huge variety of trips that people can do there from, if you want to do mostly river trips, we can put in at different points all along the rivers that lead up to the flowage, as well as the rivers that lead out from the flowage. Um, and then on the actual flowage itself, it's much more of a lake paddling experience. Um, but uh, my my, fa- my personal favorite one that I've both been on as a scout as well as as a guide is um, doing the whole flowage from the very early kind of rivers to, to putting out onto the uh, or taking out on the Flambeau River and uh, you get you get some kind of meandering lots of uh, lots of the oxbows in the rivers and then you get to go out on the lakes and camp out on different islands all over the flowage. And then you portage over a dam, so you get some portaging experience. And then you go out on some uh, on a river that has some class one and two rapids, so for a little bit of whitewater canoeing experience too. So it's that's probably my favorite trip personally. Um, but I know that we get a lot of troops that just would love to go fishing there. Another one that we get a lot of that people really love is the Porcupine Mountains backpacking trip, which is at the Porcupine Mountain State Park or state wilderness area. And that's another great one. It's good for beginners because there's some shorter loops. It's good for people who are looking for more complicated trips because there are a lot of options just to, to do a few miles in a day or many miles in a day. Um, and then another one that we started up recently is the ice age trail. And as yeah, the ice age trail is, is always fairly close to civilization, but it's a pretty rugged trail. So that's another one that's really good for all skill levels. Um, and probably our, our premier trips for people who really want to get out into the sticks and really get away from everything and put their skills to the test that they've learned through the rest of their scouting experiences, backpacking on Isle Royale and then canoeing in the Boundary Waters. Um, so those are all the Isle Royale and Boundary Waters tracks are longer. They're in the, they're in the seven to eight day range, uh, just for the extra travel logistics, but all of our treks are, are pretty customizable and, um, we're, we're able, our, our guides are trained and so we're, we send guides out with every track and they can serve the role of the teacher or they can serve the role of, of just making sure everybody's staying safe and learning the skills that they need to, to, to stay on trail and get back home. Cool. Now, from, from what you were kind of giving me the overview of all these different uh, trips, I'm trying to write them all down, but it's just, there's a whole lot. Uh, and my, and you know, you kind of answered one of my questions is, all right, you know, these, these sound fairly set trips, but there's some, uh, ability to kind of change those depending on what the group wants to do. Is that fairly accurate? Yeah. And we're, we'll be, as soon as people fill in their, their reservation form, we'll, we'll start that conversation with them through the off season. So the earlier you get your, your reservation form in and just kind of start that conversation, the, the more. The, the more awesome your trip is going to be. Exactly. Now, is there a typical start time for start day for for uh, you know treks and trips outside of the normal uh, summer camp programs, or is it you know set or or is it kind of whenever you get up there, whenever you arrange it? Most of our treks start on Sunday, so you'll arrive Sunday afternoon <clears throat> and then. We'll go through a shakedown, check gear, go through food, kind of do all the normal kind of introductions and make sure that everybody knows each other and review the map. And then Monday morning, we'll hit, we'll head out to the trailheads and, and get either our paddles moving or our feet stomping. So 
uh, like I mentioned before, the Boundary Waters and Isle Royale are a little bit more um, extensive of trips just because they have more travel time in them. Isle Royale is a two-hour boat ride to get there, no matter what. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter how early you get there. It still takes two hours to cross the <coughs> over Lake Superior. Right. So, um, yeah. So, well, and our, that are, that was my question. I figured that would be a little bit different than the most of the programs because it was longer. So, yeah, and those you would typically <laughs> arrive on a Saturday, but. Because those are more customizable, if you're coming up just to do one of those, we can be more flexible. Right. Uh, we're, we're all about being flexible and making sure that people can get the experience that they're looking for. Exactly. That's awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> now, is there a uh, minimum, maximum size that you look for um, you know, some of these crews? Not, not the day trips, but uh, some of these, these uh, trips that we've talked about. Yeah, so minimum would be four to five people, um, and then maximum changes depending on what destination you're going to. Um, six and twelve are just really good numbers because a lot of our a lot of the land managing agencies up in our neck of the woods um, have either a six person group limit or a twelve person group limit. Um, so that's kind of multiples of six are the best. Then we can we can really use use our use the facilities and the trails and everything to their full capacity but right exactly because yeah. I, I i've been to the boundary waters and i know they have some some uh, uh guidelines on how many you could have and i know some of the waterways up in new york are the same way so <clears throat> i wasn't sure how it was in your area so that's good to know mm-hmm. good. <clears throat> um and what kind of uh, uh staff do you guys have during the I mean, you, you mentioned you've got a guide that goes with the with the groups um you know, where are they where do they come from what's their backgrounds um most of our guides are, are scouts that have been through our program who have either been on our high adventure trips or they're in school for outdoor recreation um, or they've just got a knack for it in their own. Uh, they do a lot of adventuring on their own. Um, we have um, we have some guides who work with a, a guiding company based out of Chicago as well during um, other other parts of the year too. So uh, we, we do a full week of training with each of our, with all of our guides together and just make sure that people's skills are still up to par and do some team building and just do some skill building. And um, yeah, so we've got, we have typically between four and seven staff members um, and they kind of fill all the roles at the base from quartermastering to foods, food packing and all that. Um, and we kind of rotate people out so that they can get time off the trail and also time on the trail. Most of the people that we that we have as our guides really like to just be out on the trail as much as possible. So, exactly. Yeah, I kind of come back uh, as far as you know. We talked about minimum and maximum size. I forgot to ask if uh, if you have a smaller group or if you have uh, you know just a couple people from a troop. Do you are you able to combine them into uh, another another crew to kind of make a larger crew, or how, how do you how do you handle um, you know, smaller groups or provisional uh, groups or provisional people. Yeah, so we'll we'll have the we'll just it's all part of that initial conversation. Um, mm-hmm. And if they want to go somewhere that we've got other people going to, we'll see if they basically try and play matchmaker between different groups. Um, if we get enough provisional people interested, um, we'll we'll set up a provisional trek. Um, and as we get, we have some uh, dedicated volunteers that love to come back and, and guide trips too, who are who meet all the same kind of qualifications as our guides. So um, 
when we know that they're able to come back for a, a given week or so, we'll offer and advertise a provisional trip. But otherwise, never hurts to ask. And I, I typically get back to people in a day or so. So, exactly. yeah, so it's all conversation based. Awesome. Now, do you guys, I know every program is a little different as far as uh, cost. And I, I don't want to date the, uh, the the podcast and throw out some, some uh, costs from this year. But uh, what uh, do you, is it per person or per crew or how, how do you guys work that? Most of our costs are per person. Um, the only trip that we have that is a per crew cost is for sailing. And that's because um, it's just, it costs a certain amount to reserve the boat with the company that we work with. And so that's basically the cost of the trip right there. So whether you have four people or six people, it's going to cost the group the same. So if you fill that group out, then it makes it a little easier. We all know the major high adventure bases around the country, and they offer some awesome programs. Have you been searching for a cool alternative from your typical high adventure trip? As a scout leader, I want to give our scouts some great alternatives. You need to check out highadventurescouting.com. You'll find information on over 30 different council high adventure bases in 24 states. Maybe you're looking for a do-it-yourself option and need some ideas. Maybe you've taken a great trip and you want to share your good fortune with your fellow scouts and scouters. Just send us the details and we'll publish your trip. Whatever your interest, highadventurescouting.com is the one-stop shop for all things high adventure. That's highadventurescouting.com. As far as sailing, that's it's uh, a lot of people are are familiar with how SeaBase um, down in Florida does. That's kind of how they do it. So that that's pretty similar to that. So, yep. um, well, tell me about the sailing. I don't think we've talked about that unless I I didn't write it down. <laughs> no, no, we didn't. Um, all right, good. I, that one always slips my mind because it's it's one that I haven't personally been on yet. I've been on all <laughs> the other ones. Um, I've helped run logistics for it, but I haven't actually been on on the boats myself yet. But that is uh, sailing in the Apostle Islands. So we work with a company up there that um, that has Boy Scout guides and uh, they have their, their captains are all Coast Guard registered and they follow all the, the rules and regulations for that. And they know the Apostle Islands like the back of their hands. They live up there. They work there. They do these sailing trips all summer long and they know all the really cool spots to take people. Um, it's always been one of those one of those treks where it's like I... I need to make time to go out at this because it looks like a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and that's, uh, um, uh, and, and of course, like I said, a lot of people are familiar with sea base because it's a, a uh, an option. A lot of troops will, will go to, mm-hmm. uh, but I contend there, there are some options like this, um, you know, maybe closer to the Midwest, uh, depending on where people are coming from. And mm-hmm. it's probably less expensive, uh, for a and more people can go on these kind of yeah. kind of trips. So yeah, it's definitely less expensive than Sea Base or yeah. any of the other national bases. And the nice thing with the Council Run High Adventure Base is that we are able to take scouts as young as thirteen if they've had, or completed eighth grade is kind of that that rule. Um, I, I want to say that most of the national bases are fourteen and up only. <clears throat> uh, yeah, and, and it depends on the the trip. I mean, I, I've been to all the major high adventure bases myself. And, you know, the one that is probably the most difficult is obviously Philmont because you're, you're doing a lot of backpacking that takes a little bit older, uh, scouts. Some of the other things like, uh, 
uh, I'd say sea base or sailing adventure is uh, less um, strenuous. Uh, yeah, there are some times, but uh, it, it was not strenuous for me at all because I just sat there and watched the boys uh, uh, do all the work. It was it was a vacation for me. So um, yeah, I've done this, a couple times this, with the youth, and it was a lot of fun. <laughs> yes, yeah. That, that's the uh, that, that's the easy high adventure base, I think, and it's just it's just fun. But uh, and it, it, as far as the sailing adventure up at, up your neck of the woods, that sounds like a, a really cool option mm-hmm. um, to uh, to do out there. So yeah, you know, we're... I, there was one other trip that I that I forgot mm-hmm. to mention, which is our Apostle Islands kayaking trek, which is mm-hmm. um, it's based out of the same town, but you get to go kayaking, and it's it's another sea based style program or swamp based style program where you're just fully fully out there just on your kayaks so cool and, and i had read about that and i forgot to mention that also so that's <laughs> you've got a lot of options that's really cool options. it's really easy to, to have something <laughs> slip your mind oh exactly <laughs> they're, exactly they're all up on our website so now where do uh, where do most of your scouts come from geographically i you know you're in wisconsin so and it, you utilize you know a lot of the resources up in that neck of the woods but uh what uh where do where do most people come from? Yeah, so our our council's based in uh, Northeast Illinois, so that's where a lot of our scouts come from. Um, but we've had scouts come from as far away as Washington D.C. Um, and I think we had one from Georgia a few years ago too. So we're we're slowly getting a lot more um, a lot more people from all over the country. But a lot of our folks come from Illinois or Wisconsin, uh, and, and that would be expected because it's much easier to get there and less travel costs. So, mm-hmm. um, now for all these, I mean, there's, you've got so many programs that I mean, this may be a open question, but you know, as far as units signing up to get a spot in a particular program, how mm-hmm. early should they, uh, push, you know, start, start contacting you guys and get a, get things together. Yeah. Well, our, our registration officially opened is November 1st. So, uh, um, really uh, express interest as soon as you can, especially for those further out trips like the uh, Isle Royale, especially just to make sure we can get permits. Um, because again, since we try to be as flexible as possible with, with units, um, we try and work with them to figure out, we'll send over maps, we'll send over a guidebook and um, just make sure that we're having that conversation. So we're not planning a trip for them that they're not interested in <laughs> or that they don't want to do. We don't want to, we don't want to plan a trip that's a 65 mile trip for a group that only wants to go 25. Um, yeah, exactly. It's just exactly. Not, not very friendly or courteous. <laughs> yeah, uh, our uh, we we were up in the Boundary Waters last summer, and uh, they uh, our our crew um, they had no desire to go 100 miles or anything like that. Well, there was one one of our scouts that did, and the rest of them overruled him, and uh, I think they went up 60 miles, I think, through the whole trek and. And uh, my son was with me on that trip, and he said, you know, that was pretty relaxing. We get into camp at, you know, 1 o'clock or whenever and just relax the rest of the day. I said, yeah, that's, yeah. that's, that's fun. So there's definitely, there's definitely something to be said about the really easy trips, and there's something really, really rewarding about doing those really grueling trips. Um, I think when I went to Philmont, we did an 85-mile trek. Wow. And that was a lot, but we were – we were pushed at the end of the day and <laughs> we slept really well. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, uh, one of our, our high adventure, uh, coordinators in our troop, uh, took a group several years ago and 
he he saw one of the groups that was I think they were on a hundred mile trip, and he said, "Man, they they looked like they were just dead," and because <laughs> they had on you know a hundred miles, and he said, "Here we are in the seventy mile trek," and we thought it was difficult, but you know we were having a good time. So, is it really depends on what you want to do and what you want out of it, and yeah, um, yeah so. I've been on our flambeau trip with groups that just want to hang around and I'll just show them all the good fishing spots and we'll go fishing or just hang out in hammocks and have a nice relaxing high adventure trek. And then I've had other groups where we, we, we island hop every single day or we, we just do a race to see how quickly we can go down and have to re reschedule our pickup points because we blew past it because they just wanted to keep <laughs> further. <laughs> that's awesome and that's and that's the beauty of programs like this you can really tailor it to go where you want to go and what the boys want to do because mm -hmm. it's not about the leaders it's about the boys and how they want to well now um uh, i've been in scouts a long time changed my thinking that uh you know there, there are uh, uh girl groups uh coming up that direction also so yeah and we're with that with that actually we're making a, a pretty big push to make sure we've got um women guides and just to make sure that we can fully accommodate all the different all the different uh, groups of people that are coming our way. So if if as long as the the youth are eligible to to go to the to go on high adventure trips, we're willing to take a unit there, whether it's a troop uh, or a ship or a crew. Uh, we've had uh, all all groups of folks. So that's that's awesome. That's great. Yeah. <clears throat> now this this may vary. Uh, depending on the program, but I always ask about equipment and, you know, what, what the, you know, as far as tents and backpacks, those kind of things, what kind of things do you guys provide uh, as a high adventure base and um, that, and what, the, what big things that should they bring with them on these trips? Yeah, we'll provide all of the group gear. Um, and we do have some backpacks as well. Um, we, we try and get replacement ones. And we, we do kind of a rotation with our gear where every three to four years we'll rotate everything out and just kind of do a replacement as we can with everything. So uh, we're constantly getting new stuff and we're constantly testing out different equipment to see what works well and what areas. Like I keep mentioning it, the flambeau, just because it's, it's <laughs> like I said before, it's one of my favorite ones. But the mm -hmm. water there is really tan and rich. So it's got a lot of, it, it clogs up filters really quickly. So there's some filters that work well in that environment and some that don't work so well. So we, we kind of tailor the equipment to the destination based on what we know about that area. And I think that's, that's a really nice, <laughs> it's a really good thing to be able to do. Exactly. Yeah. Now, does that include, uh, do the units need to bring tents with them? Um, we've got, we've got tents as well. So okay. we've got, tents for free people really um if you're coming out to kajwan high adventure base you need to bring your own kind of eating equipment we'll provide the cooking equipment you'll need to provide your own sleeping bag and sleeping pad um, and for our paddling trips we encourage you to bring your own dry bag just because that way you can make sure to get one that you like because uh, they're all a little bit different depending on the company um yeah okay yeah because a lot of you know a lot of some some uh high adventure bases will provide tents and equipment some won't and you know it's that's always a question depending on what the uh, uh what the group wants to do so uh, awesome and i assume you know the the group gear includes like cooking yeah, equipment cooking, and things uh, like that. yeah pots and pans and utensils and stove 
Um, depending on what trip again, we'll either send out a more backpacking style stove if you're going on a backpacking trip. Um, and we have enough gear that we can be flexible with that for canoeing trips too. It's, it's sometimes nice because you're not as space constrained on a canoeing trip because you have, you've got a whole boat to fill if you want. Um, so you can bring it, you can have the comfort of having a two burner stove if you really want to. Um, yeah. Okay. Awesome. Well, have I have we missed anything uh, on you know that that uh, you think is important to, to mention? Um, I I don't think we have. I just like to to reiterate that we like to work with kids and have that conversation as individual as possible to make the trip exactly what you want it to be. Um, so we we try to keep high adventure, high adventure, and keep it the experience that you're looking for. Awesome. All right. Well, this sounds cool. So, well, Rory, I want to I want to thank you for joining us today on the High Adventure Scouting Podcast. Well, thank you, thank you for the invite. It's it's great to be here, and I think that this is a really really great way to showcase all the awesome high adventure bases that we have in scouting and all the really great experiences that everybody can have. I I agree, and that's uh, it's this is as much for me as it is for everybody else. So I appreciate it. So I want to thank uh, Rory Fensel. He's the Council Program Director. Uh, for the Northeastern Illinois Council and the Reservation Director for the Makajawan High Adventure Base for joining us today. Now, you can get more information on their programs at makajawan.com. That's M-A-K-A-J-A-W-A-N.com. Thanks for joining us today, and remember to tell your friends about this podcast. You can find us online at highadventurescouting.com, on Facebook or Instagram. If you have any questions or ideas for future podcasts, just email us at info at highadventurescouting.com. This podcast and website are independent and not affiliated with any youth organization. Happy High Adventure! This has been a production of High Adventure Resources.